0: Good morning, everyone. It is the 21st of March. My name is Lorna Denny, and I'm joined today by Alex Byrne. Equity markets rallied hard last week, encouraged by negotiations between Ukraine and Russia, And despite widespread cuts to growth forecast and big jumps in inflation forecasts, energy prices remained volatile, however, as supply concerns naturally persisted. Alex, the big news for the week was pretty well telegraphed in advance, and that was the US Federal Reserve's interest rate hike on Wednesday. What was the commentary from the Fed?
1: Morning, Lorna. That's right. The Fed, of the US Central Bank raised its interest rate for the first time since 2018, raising it by 0.25% to 0.5% overall. This is the latest milestone in the US economy's recovery from the pandemic and a reaction to the very tight labour market, but more importantly, to try to combat the highest inflation in multiple decades. In addition, there were signals that interest rate rises would increase at all six of the remaining policy meetings, with the potential for larger than 0.25 incremental increases very much on the table. This is in sharp contrast to 3 months ago, when only three this year were expected. The obvious change of dynamic with regards to inflation has been appreciated in Ukraine.
0: Yes, and inflation very much top of the Fed's agenda, clearly. If we can come back to the latest growth forecast, though, the OECD has estimated that the crisis in Ukraine could cut one percentage point of global growth this year. And that's even though Russia and Ukraine together account for only 2% of global GDP.
1: Despite their small overall direct impact, they have a very concentrated impact on individual markets. Namely, as producers for raw materials, this is everything from obvious oil and gas, where we've seen a direct impact with a huge increase in petrol prices, through to metals, minerals and soft commodities. Their impact on agricultural fertiliser and wheat production is particularly concentrated. This will have knock-on impacts on everything from the price of bread to meat, where wheat by-products are used as animal feeds.
0: So far, China, big importer of raw materials from Russia and Ukraine, has remained fairly quiet on the subject of the invasion.
1: Yeah, China so far has refused to condemn Russia's actions in Ukraine or call it even an invasion, typically trying to have its cake and eat it too in some ways. On Friday last week, Biden had talks with Chinese President Xi Jinping, where it was spelled out that Beijing risks isolation if it does offer Russia greater support. Any offer from China to bail out Russia, either financially or economically, could have huge ramifications with likely sanctions from the US and EU as a result. This would certainly produce a long term geopolitical fracture between China and the West, including pressures for more extensive economic decoupling. Typically, China in these types of encounters attempts to stay somewhat neutral, particularly in its direct actions and involvements. This is particularly prescient in this year, where the key for the Chinese ruling party is for calm and stability.
0: Indeed. And you mentioned commodity prices earlier. How has the price of oil specifically moved over the last week? Oil
1: prices were set for a second straight weekly loss, but found something of a flaw at around $100 a barrel on Friday after some volatile trading in the week. There's no easy replacement for Russian barrels in sight in a market already marked by tight supply as the rest of the world scrambles to replace Russian exports. We've seen some friendlier conversations with countries such as Venezuela and Iran, namely, previously ostracized from that market, as well as talks in Saudi Arabia, all aiming to increase supplies from these markets.
0: In the week ahead, then, we have a number of flash PMI reports, and they should provide a gauge of sentiment over current economic activity from the grassroots level.
1: They should, Lorna. We have flash reports from Australia, Japan, France, Germany, Eurozone, UK, and the US. These data points this month are especially important. This will be the first month where we'll have the direct impact on sentiment since the conflict began, and so will give us a good sense of the likely hit to economic confidence.
0: And what other data points would you be looking out
1: for? So there's a lot of speeches and minutes to look through from central bankers globally. Here, we'll continue to be conscious of how the banks will want to combat inflation and how far they may be willing to go with rate rises, risking the recovery to combat this. Additionally, there's some sentiment indicators from Germany, again, giving us an insight into the conflict's impact in this highly production oriented
0: market. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you very much.